Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check. Hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph, and Nick. Dum, 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 Rush Nation, it is with a sad heart that today I hand in my notice. I'm giving a week. I will do next week and then I will do no more. I've been knocked out of enough championships for the rest of my life to never play again. So Murph, over to you. So... Let's, let's get something straight. So you lost a lot of playoffs, but how many leagues are you in? Yeah, that's that's irrelevant. I'm in I'm in a load of leagues. Probably I think it's twenty three, twenty four, something like that. But I was in at least eleven, twelve playoffs, which isn't a bad record. No, and I won three. But it's just what happens, isn't it? You're still yeah. in three, so you're still alive. And at the end of the day, you're looking at it and going, it, a lot of people lost a lot of games this week. A lot so, of people no. with teams that ran the table, not even ran the table, but owned the table in the regular season, got pounded by the fourth place Joes this week. Exactly. So don't beat yourself up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm even writing an article on it this week about just how good it is if you lose in the semi-final. Well, there you go. So you can stay on the pod. Your notice has been rejected. Accepted. I'll be back forevermore. Damn right. Welcome into Five Yard Rush, Rush Nation. It's good to have you back. It's Championship Week. I'm pretty excited, even if I am in only three. Big dog to my left is in a lot more, Murph. How are you? Yeah, I had a really good week. I think I was the minority there. Um, all my chips came in. I need to go and buy a lottery ticket on the way home because uh, I went 6-0 and this week, which is unheard of. And you've made five of six championships, something like that? Four. So I drafted five of those teams and one I inherited. And of the five teams I drafted, I've made four finals. That's pretty good going. Uh, I would also like to shout out Josh. Well done, mate. Me and you faced off in, I think, seven or eight of those championships I was in. And you beat me in all of them. That's brutal. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, George Kittle last week absolutely piped me in, in a couple of them. And to draw that claw that back was difficult. But yeah, well done, mate. Um, he's just asked me about Gordon. And seeing as I taught you about fantasy football, you're now on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be helping you out anymore. But yeah, what a week. It was the second lowest NFL scoring week in two years, something like that. 
it was low scoring across the board. I think there was a lot of people that were struggling to get to 100 points. To give you an example, in our Epsom League, where people consistently get 130, 140 points, the only two people that finished above was uh, myself and Sparky. <laughs> and we had a real humdinger going up to the wire. But we were the only two that broke 100 points last week. So I think I top scored in four leagues of the six. And none of them were particularly high, high scores. No. Like round about the 120s. Yeah, I think you you, you beat me in our in our Dynasty League and you, I think you scored 135. Yeah. Like every other week of the year I would have trounced that. I know. <laughs> but just this week, I think I scored 70 odd, 60 something. No, he scored 90. Did I? Yeah, I he scored 90. Time. I think it was like 91. Both you and Jack, the top two seeds in that after my horrific start, um, both scored under 100. Yeah, was like, but then, you know, if you had Andrew Luck, Saquon Barkley, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper... Um, any of the tight ends the, the list of players top of the list score wise this week is absolutely ridiculous oh it's awful there was a bit of banter in one of our chats about how we should get rid of kickers and DSTs because it's pure luck and then I rebuted oh, I came back and said well somebody said that one of the positions was on the waivers the so kicker Kai, yeah Kyrie Fairbairn was, was, was on, on the waivers. waivers but then so was the DST Derek Henry alright he's probably He's eighty five percent owned, so he might not be on the waivers. But if you, played, I snapped him up this week. But if you played him, you had big cojones because yeah, it was semi final week, so you didn't want to play risk on Derek Henry, who, let's face it, is boom or bust. I did it. I just felt that after last week, I'd have kicked myself if I'd left him on my bench because you think if they've trusted him to have that kind of result, you know they're going to give him the ball more. Uh, he had whether, third... he, whether he fails from that, that that's something else. But I knew he'd get the carries. So I think, well, I'll put the faith in it. Yeah, he's much better at home as well. Yeah. And he's home next week. He could be the all-time GOAT fantasy championships. Yeah. I've got some numbers in here, which I'll share. Nice. Um, well, Dion Lewis did the same thing last year, didn't he, for the Patriots? I think he scored two or three weeks over 30 fantasy points. Well, I'll tell you, I'll share this now. So I had it in my uh, winner of the week, which I'll, I guess I'll just do now because it kind of makes sense. So I had Derek Henry as my um, winner of the week because back-to-back RB1 performances. So... In the last, uh, in this week he had 33 carries, 170 yards and two touchdowns. If you were to take his two weeks of the fantasy playoffs so far, this is what his numbers would look like for a season. 400 carries. Couple. <laughs> 3,264 yards. <laughs> and 48 touchdowns. Yeah, he's not going to do that, Ross Nation. <laughs> no, but the fact is, that kind of numbers that he's put up, six TDs, over, I think, 408 yards, I think that is. and it's Stupid yardage. Yeah, I mean, happy days. So, I saw him on the Epsom League, picked him up as waiver priority one, and that's the league I didn't make the championship in, that was the league I'm in the um, con- con- consolidation or... Whatever that is. Basically, the losers bracket. Yeah. Um, we're after a terrible other, draft. We? Yeah, we're going to play each other in a meaningless. Uh, what is it? Seventh, seventh place playoff. I think. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> playing for some sort of kudos in the podcast room, I suppose. Well, yeah. I mean, you might as well. I, I'm holding it this week because I played you, Nick, and Sparky as three of my six games this week and beat you all. Well, Sparky's was a real squeaker. Yeah, it was a point, wasn't it? Not even. No, 0.92 of a point, thanks to Mark Ingram last night. Yeah, he helped me make the final of my OG dynasty. So sorry, Max. That was a bit scrappy. <laughs> but there's just so many good teams that got drubbed in playoffs this week. Like I had two teams that were 11-2, and two, and because of ESPN's stupid two-week semis and finals and all that rubbish. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me, ESPN. If anybody from ESPN is listening, sort out your generic leagues. Why have you got week 17 finals? We're going to get into that more on Christmas Day. Yes. But, get out of life. I've got nothing to say on the matter. No, we'll save it for next week, otherwise we might struggle with some content. <laughs> Very true. Very true. We won't. No. So, standard Tuesday, everybody. Just Well, we've got news, waivers, winners and losers. Murph's going to hit the streets for possibly the last time this season. Yeah, I think the last time this season, I think I'm going to enjoy more of Week 17. Um, but if there's something really interesting, I'll tweet out about nice. that. Nice. Yeah, we're also not going to do a waivers bit in the Christmas Day show because Week 17, as I've just mentioned, is terrible. And what we are going to do is on our all32.co.uk website, we're just we're going <clears> to... <throat> We're going to throw out an article with some waiver claims on there 
if you should need, but we're not going to talk about it on the pod. Yeah, so that will go out. It will either, it'll probably go out Christmas Eve. I think we'll put that together on the Monday. So um, the difficult thing with, with week 17, and we'll talk about this next week, um, is you don't know who's going to play and who's not going to play. So I think it's better just to give you some ideas early, but you might as well just put some faces up on the wall and throw some darts at them. Yeah, I mean John Kelly. Go get John Kelly. He picks him up everywhere. I cannot wait. Uh, <laughs> I think he goes this week. Yeah, I mean if he doesn't go this week, then he's definitely going next week. Yeah, the Rams need to win though. That's the thing. So if Gurley is fit, he'll play. Yeah, I just need to see what time the games are on because that that could play a factor. Because um, in terms of the the Saints need one win after last night's game, so they only one win to seal the bye. So. In terms of what time the games are on, if the Saints are playing early... Oh, we'll get the job done, then the Rams can't get... That's my point, because the, the Saints own the tiebreaker. So they're a game ahead of the Rams. Plus the tiebreaker. Plus the tiebreaker. So, depending on what time... If they both square off at the same time, then that's different. So I'm just checking now. Yeah, okay, so they both actually... Actually, the Rams kick off 20 minutes before the Saints... So if Gurley's fit, I expect him to go. Yeah. Just because they need him. Yeah. And also the Saints have a difficult matchup. They're playing uh, the Steelers. Well, the Saints, they only need, they got the one seed and they need one more win, like Murph just said, in an absolute toilet bowl last night. (laughs) That was just the worst. It was awful. It's one of the worst games I've seen. You think for two great teams, you're talking about one as potentially a Super Bowl favourite. And I know Carolina have lost five now, six straight, but that was, it was just awful. Awful. Some of the defense was really good. That's probably a bit unfair, but Cam is. I mean, he's cooked. He's cooked. You got to sit him. He's not fit. He's just absolutely cannot throw the football. He's not fit. And there was one highlight in that game last night, and that was the uh, the pick two. Well, I don't know. The Christian McCaffrey pass touchdown was pretty good too. Okay, true. That happened in like the fourth minute of the game. Get it out of the way early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and let's be honest. I mean, it's not bad, but all he's done is he's dinked it over the top, and the guy who's caught it is just he's in acres of space. <laughs> like, he's got the whole field. He's like, oh, okay. It, it, it was good. Like, it was a well-designed play, but I'm not giving McCaffrey too much credit for uh, a pass that you and I probably could have made. I could definitely have made that. Yeah, it's just a little dink over the top. Oh, yep. there you go, pitch and catch. Yeah, so they beat they beat Carolina last night twelve nine. And fantasy wise, if you played Breeze or Cam, you probably lost because they scored you a combined six fantasy points. So it's funny because um, so one of the guys in our or one of the guys on Twitter that that tweeted me he um, he played Breeze last night, but he squeaked through thanks to um, Will Lutz. Oh, did he? Yeah, because <laughs> Will Lutz had a, had not a bad game. So, uh, yeah, just about sort of saved him. And I think he had Thomas as well. Um, and we also helped out with uh, with Pettis as well. So this was to uh, Dave, Dave Long, our at Dave Long 79 on Twitter. <laughs> he showed me it this morning and shared it. And it was like, yeah, still squeaked it with Brees. <laughs> I was like, good on you, mate. That's a, that's a relief because <laughs> yeah. it was a squeaker. I think he won by, I'm just looking it up now. He won by one... 1.5 points. Oh, that's, that's a huge margin, Dave. Don't sort yourself out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Will Lutz kicked him kicked him over the line. Nice. Yeah, so the, you were saying, after the pick two was probably the best bit of the evening. Yeah, so um, my friend Phil Young, he messaged uh, earlier, he messaged me and said, oh, I don't understand why that's a... Pick two. Why it's a pick two, why it wasn't a touchdown. Um, so he's quite new to NFL. He's trying to get into it. We, we took him to a, a game last year. And the reason it's a pick two is because effectively it's the game is not being played at the moment because they've scored. So you you go for the optional point after attempt, or you go after uh, a two point after attempt. Um, so the Panthers uh, went for the two, or sorry, the Saints went for a two point attempt. Breeze threw an interception. Uh, Dante Jackson ran all the way down the field for the for the score, but because it's not a Live ball. It's not a live ball because it's the points have already been scored. It, that's why it's a two-point play. So the rules changed in 2015. And I think that following season, the Broncos beat the Saints. We were looking this up earlier, weren't we? Yeah. The, Bron- the Broncos beat the Saints on a uh, blocked field go- uh, point, uh, point after attempt. So 
the the Saints as well involved in both of these on the wrong <laughs> side, which is quite humorous. So the the Saints had gone to um, kick the extra point. It was twenty three all with a minute left, and they would have won the game. Um, but as the as it resulted, it was blocked. Another player came and picked up the loose ball and ran it all the way back down the sideline. And as a result, uh, the score was 25-23. So even though it was a point-after attempt, it is still two points if you run it back. Nicely cleared up. Uh, Sean McVay on the Rams' woes. (laughs) And I quote, We've got to figure it out fast. After Sunday night's 30-23 loss to the Eagles, McVay expressed confidence in the shaky goff, but admitted the quarterback needs to play better. No doo-doo Sherlock. I just don't understand what's happened to Jared Goff. He plays one of the best games ever. Has an absolutely unbelievable day against Mahomes in one of the best games ever played. And then they go on by. It's like somebody changed his batteries on bye week. It's just like he's still at home. It's just like, I don't know what's happened. Because he was awful against the Lions. The Bears, that's a tough game. Like at the end of the day, the Bears are a, they're a top three, top four NFC team. So... You know, those bad games happen, and against a good side and a really good defense with Khalil Mack, you could look at that in isolation and go, fine, I get that, uh, in cold conditions. But yeah, the Lions are now against the Eagles, who have lost so many players. Like, everyone now, what's starting to annoy me is people are talking about Nick Foles again, and like, oh, Nick Foles, he's the savior of the franchise, and oh, we're going to have the same as last year, and they're going to be the underdogs. Have you seen the meme of him phoning his wife? Oh, yeah. Cancel, cancel the winter vacation. <laughs> let, let, let's get one thing cleared up. I've got nothing against Nick Foles. I think what he did last year was nothing short of remarkable. But in this game, he didn't he didn't do anything wrong in the sense of he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make any... Well, I think he did. I think he threw a pick. But he didn't do too much in terms of losing the game, giving it up. Um, but he didn't do much positive either. All the touchdowns. This game had no passing touchdowns. <laughs> 53 points and no passing touchdowns. Alshon Jeffrey had something stupid like 176 yards as well. The 100, yeah, 140 odd. He was on my um, he was on my dynasty bench against you, funny enough. Um, so, yeah. but well, Let's not talk about bench players in dynasty. <laughs> let's try and make you feel better. Um, but, <laughs> but at the end of the day... The, they didn't throw much in the red zone. I don't think either team really did. They certainly didn't make connections. It was all down to uh, Josh Adams before he left the game and then Wendell Smallwood. Um, when they got into the red zone and they got to near the goal line, they just ran it in. And that's that's the difference. So, Goff has got some serious issues. I'll tell you now, if I had him and I don't have him anywhere, I wouldn't be playing him this week. I would sit him. Regardless of how easy the game is, I just don't. I don't like quarterbacks that aren't showing any form, mm-hmm. and he is definitely someone. It's not, and the ball's not coming out right. There's something in these mechanics. It's not just even a psychological thing. He's throwing that ball, and you can see it's wobbling from side to side. It's just not. It's not working for him at the moment. I can expect he's probably doing some extra practice this week. Uh, move on from one embarrassed figure to another. Ezekiel Elliott came out after the Cowboys lost to the Colts after, <laughs> and he said, "We can't go out there and do that. We cannot. That is not us at all." It's embarrassing. We've got better than to, got to be better than that. Way better. Um, yeah, I agree. I think is that the first time the Cowboys have ever been shut out. I don't think it's been ever. But uh, I was the, at the same the time as the Giants, I think first time ever that they've both been shut out on the same day. Yeah, I mean, but that, I mean, ju- shutouts are quite are quite rare. I think it's the first time the Cowboys have been shut out since the eighties. Okay, cool. I can't quite remember the stat line, but um, it has been a while since they've been shut out. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was, I think it's the first time we've been shut out in about 10 years. Um, Even so, though, that's it's, a long time. Yeah. Um, they don't, they always get something. And uh, again, the way I look at this is the Colts are a good team. They're they're on the edge of the playoffs, whether they get there or not. Um, but they're a team that have won a lot of games recently. And, you know, and they were coming off a terrible loss to the Jags. So I think that played a little bit into it. Um, I also think the Cowboys have kind of bought their own press a little bit. I think um, you got to remember this team was written off for the playoffs. They trade for and get Amari Cooper, and they start putting it together, and they all of a sudden think they can beat everyone. They come off a win against was it the Rams or they they beat no they beat the Saints, so they came off a win against the Saints, and you know it's just one of those things. I I think this loss kind of helps them. I know it kind of tightens up the playoff picture, but I think it actually resets everyone's minds and go. You're not, you're not in yet. You still got to play hard every week. 
<laughs> Sorry, Josh just texted me. <laughs> so I told him he was on his own, and then he's replied, I'm only asking what you would do as a friend, not as an apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to nick your job here. He's going to be here next week opposite me. No, he's not. He's camera shy. <laughs> he's told me as much. I love it. Josh, I'll reply to Liam, mate. Moving on, Doug Marone said, I don't know if my job is in jeopardy after losing 16-13 at home to the injury-plagued Redskins. Now, the Redskins aren't on their first, second or third quarterback. They're on their fourth, and his name's Josh Johnson. And he said after the game, it was just a relief. And I don't blame him. That was his first game as quarterback since 2019. Well, he won his first game since 2009. I was going to say, it's his first start, I think, in 10 years. Um, No, 2011, eight years. Uh, But it's his first win. Um. Yeah, I mean, the, this That's was a dumpster. I, I, I got, I got some words for Doug Marone, and I don't know if my job's in jeopardy. I tell you, pal, it is. <laughs> if you, if, if anyone that comes out and says I don't know my job's in jeopardy, you know, then you know. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, it, you know, categorically, my, I'm in trouble or I'm not. And if he's just saying that and he's trying to be naive, it's, it doesn't wash with me. Um, this is a poor team. That benefited from a very good schedule last year and they need to make I, I i quite like doug marone i i don't think he should lose his job but any team that goes from an afc championship game and within eight nine minutes of winning it and one questionable call uh, call from the super bowl where they are now which is a team that i mean cody kessler oh my god i thought i thought blake bortles was bad <laughs> cody kessler didn't throw for 70 yards at the weekend like it's just ridiculous. Didn't he run for further than he threw? Yeah, like it's just, uh, just they're they're a dumpster fire team, and they just need to not be seen on television ever again. Um, Strong. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm just not. Well, I say never again. Not for this season. It's just it's just woeful to watch. The defense is still good, but Josh Josh Johnson is not a good quarterback. I mean, I Tampa drafted him. I, he's not very good. He's he's. What I like about him is he's, he's mobile and he'll make stuff happen in terms of he's, he's a bit loose. But if you put him in a very structured uh, format and setting with a complicated playbook, kid's got no chance. It's just one of these, it's like, oh, just just go out there and see what you can do. And he'll put some players together. But he, he did most of it on the ground. But, you know, well done to him. Anyone that wins a game in the NFL, fair play. For and sure. he's going to go off to the uh, uh, AFF. Oh, AAF, sorry. Is he? Yeah, he was the first overall pick. Wow. So, you know, the AAF is getting free marketing through the NFL because of Josh Johnson. So uh, maybe he's going to win the, uh, the MVP in there. Or maybe someone gives him a job next year. Who knows? Who knows? Might as well stay with the Redskins. Quarterback Alex Smith is out of hospital and home, but his future is still uncertain after contracting a... What's the word I'm looking for here? A virus. Virus, yeah. He's got an infection in his broken leg, so get well soon. Well, just get well, Mr. Smith. Doesn't doesn't deserve to go out like that. No, I, it's a horrible thing because it's. I, I've seen a, a a football, a soccer player that I really care about, and uh, Santi Cazorla, who played for Arsenal, who had a skin-eating infection and had to get a graft from his ankle, and that pretty much put his... He's, he's come back to playing, but not in the Premier League and not with Arsenal. It's just a sad way to go for a good player like that. And Alex Smith, he, he's been in there for a long time. I think it's about six, seven weeks. So, yeah, I just really hope he, he gets back to health. And then, you know, if there's a chance for him to come back, great. I, I, I don't I don't think so. I think he's got money behind him. He's probably made enough. I think you just need to look at it and put your health and your family uh, first in this situation, as, as hard as that is. But... You know, he he's gone out and he's he made a very decent career. You know, he was playing at an MVP level last year. Um, not the way you want to go out, but you know, he was leading the Redskins to the to the playoffs. Let's yeah. not forget when he went down. That was when everyone went ooh, and and they still got seven wins on the board. They could still go, and a lot of it will be down to Alex Smith. He's not a top ten quarterback, but boy, he does win. He does win games. He's so, a good game manager. Yeah, really good. Probably one of the better ones in in the game. So. Um, he will be a loss to the NFL, and he's just an all-round genuine, really nice, clean-cut guy, never any controversy. So I uh, do hope he does come back, but I, I don't personally see it. Yeah. A couple of quarterbacks who won't be with their teams, according to Rappaport next year, is Nick Foles of the Eagles, although if he goes on to win another Super Bowl, who knows there. <laughs> and Joe Flacco is not expected to be back with the Ravens in 2019, and the Ravens are going to eat the $16 million in dead cap money. That's a lot. 
it is a lot, but also it's not it's not so much in the sense of it's gonna. Re- I mean, it's it's a crippling one to lose, but that's effectively if they can trade him, then that disappears. That disappears, even if you get a conditional seven and and sixteen, seventeen million, whatever it's going to be, is not a lot of money for a quarterback who has won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco's not the worst. He's not. He's not amazing. Like he's not. I'll tell you what he is. He's a good game manager, and he would yeah. fit Washington fairly well if Alex Smith doesn't come back. I think if you're if you're in this situation and you're thinking I need a quarterback just for a couple of years, this quarterback class is not everyone has declared, so we can't really give the full analysis. But the, the quarterback class of the the NFL draft isn't great. There isn't anyone in there right now that's officially declared or is a senior and is going in that I would say right now. Day one of the NFL season 2019 is ready to go. Hmm. It's not there isn't a Baker Mayfield in there. There isn't a Sam Darnold in there that you could literally put straight out. I know Baker didn't start the season, but he was good enough to. You can see it in his first game; he was ready to go. He just the coach made a moronic decision. But in terms of, I don't see anyone. Will Greer has the potential to be a pretty decent quarterback, but he's he needs work. Drew Locke needs work. He's Good quarterbacks, they'll make great careers, but I don't see them being franchise level quarterbacks that are just absolute studs who yeah. will like they're not a Mahomes, they're not a uh a Wentz, even though I know Wentz has played hurt this year and he's not had a great season, but you can see what he's what he is. So I think Joe Flacco, if I'm right now the Giants, the Redskins, Broncos, the Broncos, um the Jags I think it's a quite an attractive option, and I think he wins you more games than he loses you. I think he's an upgrade to any of those teams as it stands right now. For sure. Um, apparently, head coach Giants head coach Pat Shermer believes Eli Manning has years left in him as a starter. So we'll just leave that there, and you get to ponder it. Well, I just think you know, talk about Doug Marone saying his job's in jeopardy. If if, if Pat Shermer can put that statement out and expect to keep his job, mad. Mad. Absolutely mad. I just don't understand it. I mean, he's not even the best. He's not even the best passer of the ball on his team. It goes to OBJ. Yeah, but he can't be in two places at once. He isn't that quick. No, I think it's a shame. But if that's the way they want to see it, Giants fans, it's going to be a while before you win anything. Talking of winning, the Bears have clinched the NFC North and eliminated the Packers after Sunday night's twenty-four seventeen win. Bears look pretty good. I can see them making it to the dance. You know. Yeah, I can definitely see them. Uh, I can. I, it depends what happens on the road. So at the moment, they're in for the three seed. They've clinched. They're gonna get. I can't see. Well, I, I don't think even Dallas can catch them. So they're gonna be at least the three seed. So they'll be the top wild card seed. There is a scenario that plays out that if the Rams lose out, which I don't really. Well, the the Rams lose a game and the Bears win out, then potentially they're in for the two because they've got the they've got the tiebreaker I think that's where they need to be I I think they're a good team and defense does travel well better than offenses do and I think you can you can get somewhere but oh, I don't know I think if they if they're drawn up against the Saints in the dome I think that's a tough ask whereas I think if it was in Chicago I'd make them favorites yeah although the Panthers went to the dome last night and only gave up 12 points but they were behind, except for the opening. Well, I mean, they were they were ahead at halftime at seven six. But I oh, know, no, I'm I know what you're saying. Yeah. To go to the dome in playoff is completely different to playing regular season games. There, it's just yeah. And also, when you've clinched your division, it's. And I know the Saints are playing for a one seed, but your intensity levels do drop a bit. Um, it's those teams that are really fighting, and and the, uh, you know it's a big weekend for for the Bears um, to get through to see if there's a chance to to get the. You know, to get the two seed, if if it doesn't work out this weekend, then you know chances are with the puff tie that the Rams have, week seventeen, it's probably not going to happen. So, I think the Bears might shut down last week of the season, play the three, they'll play whoever gets the six seed, which is up in the air. We'll talk about that on Christmas Day. But yeah, I think they're they're a, they're a good team. I think they're probably a year early. I don't think they expected to be where they are. They were last in their division last year, so they went from last to first and. I think there's still a few pieces. I'm, I'm not 100% sold on Trubitsky, and I do question their receiver's core as a whole. I think they, they lack a, a talent, an elite talent there. But yeah. I think they'll give anyone a game, for sure. 
no doubt. Moving on to injuries, crashed the news quick mirth. Uh, Dolphins running back Frank Gore was carted off the field with an ankle injury. Um, I think he's out for the season now. Yeah, I think he's out for the season, so I think that's it. And yeah, you know, fantasy wise, Kalen Ballage steps in. Yeah, Kalen Ballage had a big game. I just but they take on the Jags or they take on a defense which is crazy. Diff- yeah, I think they've got the Jags next. They got the Jags next, and then they got a divisional game to to end up. I think it's the Jets and. Um, I, the problem is Adam Gaze will keep you keep you guessing because yeah. you know Kenyon Drake is a great running back. He's they just gr- don't want to use him, and they don't use him. He didn't get a single touch in the second half. Oh, it no. all went to Balage, and you know Balage is is a day three talent in last year's draft. He's just a freak athlete. That's all he is. If he gets low, he saw if he gets past you in the backfield, he gone. But yeah, it, it, he didn't it, even start for his college team, did he? So no, and I think it all depends on what happens with with Adam Gaze and how he how he sees it working for him. So. I don't know. I, I definitely we'll, we'll talk about waivers, and I think he's a punt. But you know, I think there's better options. Yeah, a couple of Packers. So first off, Aaron Jones suffered a knee injury. It's believed to be a sprained MCL, and I think it is now classified as yeah, a sprained MCL. So, yeah, so he's he's out for the he's out yeah. for the rest of the season. Um, and also, Randall Cobb was evaluated for the concussion and left the game last night. Yeah, keep an eye on that one. I can't imagine too many championship games have. Randall uh, Cobb. Cobb. Although you say that, if a cheeky, if a fourth seed team squeaked in last night, then Randall Cobb could be on there. Yeah, um, that's very true. Not. But 49ers running back, Matt Breida, came back from injury and then injured himself again. <laughs> he gets injured every week, though, yeah, but he always plays. Standard Breida. I don't quite understand. The 49ers are eliminated from the playoffs. They have been for a few weeks. And they've now played themselves with the win over the Seahawks out, out of the number one seed, which is... Okay, fine. Um, do what you got to do, right? Um, I don't understand why he keeps playing. I don't understand what you've got to gain. He's clearly going to be challenging McKinnon for the one next year. To make himself get him fit rather than just keep ruining him. But yeah, so just, you know, you've got Jeff Wilson there in a scheme, he'll do fine. These games don't matter to the 49ers, so no. strange one. Eagles running back Josh Adams, left with the back injury. I think he's done. Yeah. I think he's done because they just signed uh, CJ Anderson. No, uh, they picked someone up. I thought it was Bibby. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, actually, no. CJ Anderson went to the Bills. Yeah, so CJ Anderson went to. I think they signed Bibby from waivers. Capri. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that. So, either way, I don't think he. I don't think he comes back. So, I guess we'll see what happens. But if not, just keep an eye on it, just in case we've got that information not quite correct. Yeah. Uh, Steelers running back James Conner was inactive for Sunday's game against the Patriots. Looks likely to return against the Saints. I like this news because Josh has got uh, Jalen Samuels. Daniel Samuels. So sorry, Josh. Yeah, I think Conner plays. I think um, you know they've got. He needs to. He's not looked right the last couple of games anyway. So I think they, he just needs to get a bit of rhythm going. And uh, I think that could be a, a, a timeshare there. I think they'll sprinkle Samuels in just to get Conner back. They could do. I, I think it's. It, it depends on how the game's going as well because you'll want the more explosive back and uh, the Saints, it's, it's a big, big game. So, and, you know, they need to win the Steelers. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But just stay tuned to the injury report and see how he trains this week. Yeah. Melvin Gordon didn't play Thursday night against the Chiefs but has said he's going to play this week. And yeah, he's the- limited today in practice, but... I imagine by the end of the week he'll be playing against the Ravens. Yeah, Anthony says uh, if if the game had been played on Sunday instead of Thursday, he would have played. Um, the one thing I'd worry about here with with Melvin Gordon is game script. They, you know, got a got a game this week that it's very likely they can uh, get points on the board early and then and then walk away. So that's something to to consider because it's like all things, isn't it? I mean, they've got the Ravens, but. I didn't see enough of the Ravens on Sunday to make me really worried if I was hosting them in a game. Like, it's a good defence. but They've given up yards on the ground as well. That's what I mean. And I think if the Chargers can get ahead early and can stay ahead early, I think they can um, perhaps get the game away from from the Ravens. And I think that that would be a big, big thing. So I do think his usage could not be the normal standard so that would be the precursor I'd give to that yeah Spencer Ware didn't play Thursday due to a hamstring I've got no idea situation on that so. I've got no idea um, there hasn't been any updates it's been very quiet out there so it'll be interesting to see what happens but I think if uh, if there's any doubt 
just out on the side of caution. You've got Damien Williams there who proved he could do enough of a job and, and score two touchdowns. So we did say last week, pick him up and it was a, a right play and it helped me out in a couple of leagues to have him there. So I think that's uh, that's one to definitely watch. And I think if there's any doubt, just leave him out because I, I don't think they're going to go all in. Yeah. A few players to keep an eye on this week, guys. Check out the injury report midday Thursday-ish. This should help you out. on Johnson, Lions running back. I imagine he'll be out. Just, I can't imagine why they're there's no, to why play him now. There's, there's no point in risking him. Uh, Jordan Reed, skins tight end. I think he's done for the season. I said it last week. I say it again. Vernon Davis is good enough to cover him. And the he got injured, didn't he, in the game? I he, don't think. It's... Yeah, and sprinkles or whatever. Yeah, Jeremy sprinkles. Yeah. Oh, this is such a crazy world we live in with tight ends. If, if you... you read our article this week on all thirty-two, you'll see who we picked as a waiver pick and why. So uh, enjoy that. Yeah. OBJ, obviously Giants wide receiver. He's going to play this week, I think. Yeah, it looks likely to looks likely to play from what's been coming out of the report so far today. But stay tuned on that one. Fire the cannons! One of those bucks, Djax, never not playing. Don't, I just think he leaves. I think he doesn't uh, want to be there. Does he? He doesn't so. want to be there. We probably have decided that it, it doesn't work, and it's just no point. He doesn't get the targets anyway, so just might as well just say goodbye to that one now. Yeah, shady. Bills running back, uh, they've got went through about twenty three running backs in their game this weekend. Yeah, shame I wasn't in Buffalo. I'd have fancied the game because I reckon I'd have probably got a call out. I can see uh, you smashing in from a yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were down to their fullback, and their fullback got injured, and then one of the guys came back and he played. So yeah. they, um, you know, they were they were basically lost five to injury at one point. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Shady's back this week. I think. Well, uh, he warmed up. Shady yeah. warmed up and decided. Before the game, he wasn't going to play due to injury. So if he gets a whole week, I think he plays. Yeah. But keep an eye on that. And then Carson Wentz, he's not on the IR, but he is out for Sunday. So fire up Nick Foles. So I've got a theory to this. So we're at 35 minutes, Merv. How long is this theory? About 30 seconds. Fire away. I don't think Wentz is that badly hurt. I think he's been dropped, but they don't want to say he's been dropped. Wow. That's fire. Well, I just don't get if if he's injured, he'd be on the IR, right? Or he'd be. I suppose, yeah. Why risking? Well, why not? I mean, they're still the in playoff picture, so that might be one thing. But I just think he's not played well for four weeks now. Four weeks in a row, he's not played well. He's not looked right, and part of that will be his injury. So I'm not saying he's automatically regressed, but I think there's a confidence issue, and I think they've just decided to use this Nick Foles go for the underdog story like last year and and pipe that up a bit. So I I think he's been dropped. But I don't think they want to say he's been dropped. I think that's just a little hot take from me. Some streets early on. Yeah. Murph, that was the news. We've definitely got enough content to do two podcasts a week, let alone with the guests. Yeah. We generally smash past the news for a half hour now. Well, it's just there's so much going on. It will start to ramp down now as we get to the end of the regular season. Uh, or will it? Will our hot takes get hotter and we'll have proper conversations where we have one topic and it's like a encyclopedia? We have loads on the off season. Let's just stay around and find out. We're not we're not slowing down the off season. That's for sure. No, we're not. Let's do some waivers. Cool. You've got your quarterback in front of you. Yeah. Um, just play and repeat. Josh Allen. For some reason, he's still only twenty three percent owned. It's the third week in a row I've mentioned him. I don't know how all of a sudden I've come into like a Josh Allen truther. It's just a very bizarre place for me because I still don't rate him. I, I reckon we should get a shirt for the studio because at the beginning of the season it was my boy, ride or die. Had him in two quarterback league and he did me well. Then they dropped him and he was dead to everybody including the five-yard rush team and then all of a sudden out of nowhere Murph's pulled of Josh Allen out. But I'm not being funny. I still don't like him as a quarterback. I still don't think he's a good quarterback but the numbers don't lie. He was quarterback seven this week. Quarterback seven. Only six quarterbacks in the league scored more fantasy points than him. And they weren't Drew Brees or Jameis Winston or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is just, it's insane that this guy just keeps putting up numbers. And do you know what? He doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't turn the ball over. So he didn't have a lot of rushing yards this week. I think it was 16 rushing yards, but he got the rushing touchdown. 204 yards passing, which is... It's not amazing, but it's not terrible. No picks. But he got a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, but no picks. This guy's not turning the ball over. And at the end of the day, the Patriots are coming off a heavy defeat to the Steelers where they've given up a ton of yards to Jalen Samuels and co. 
So I, I think he's a top 10 quarterback this week because oh. I think he rushes more, especially as they've got no running backs. I love that. So, yes, it's New England. Yes, it's a difficult game. But I don't think many other running backs are going to line up. And I think he will pay off to one of your wide receiver picks, So which we will leave for yes, so that section. So. Run, Josh, run. I've also gone for a rookie QB, and it's Sam Darnold. He's only 4% owned, which doesn't surprise me. But last week, I think he was quarterback something. He scored 27 or something. I think he was like quarterback two. I think he was behind Matt Ryan, and that was it. No, Deshaun Watson as well. Oh, so he's quarterback three. Yeah, he scored 25 points, which is nice. (laughs) But he takes on the Texans. (laughs) He had to pass the ball 38 times this, this week, which... It's the third highest of his rookie season. He finished with 253 yards and a pair of tuddies. And he, you know, faced a top 10 D in the <laughs> this week. With Isaiah Crowell, Bilal Powell, both on the IR, the Jets may continue to be a pass-first team. <laughs> He's got the Packers in this week. I like that. Yeah, they've got nothing to play for. Their spirits are low and coach has gone. They're, a lot of those players can check out. Yeah, and I think Donald is now playing to, to get into the good graces of the New York media. It's a fire pit there for anybody who doesn't play well. So if Donald can, can get them on side and, and beat the Packers, I, I just think he's a much better streaming option than Mullins, Tannehill. I, I don't fancy either of those. I think I think my take on it is I think he, he what I like about it is he's going out there with something to play for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which I can't say of a lot. And the other thing I think that goes for him is potentially Aaron Rodgers might not be on the other side. I don't know why the the Packers would play him. He's been hurt all year. So if he's going against Deshaun Kaiser, who might be one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen, then I think he'll get more of the ball. And I think if he gets more of the ball, he'll do more with it. I like it. I think it's a good play. Josh, you own Sam Darnold in our dynasty league. Play him for me next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see what happens. Let's move on to those running backs. I'm going to go first, Murph. Go on then. My first one is another Jet, and it's Elijah Maguire. He's only 32% owned, but as I just mentioned, with Powell and Crowell both on the IR, Maguire steps in as a true three-down back. He's seen 20-plus touches and a touchdown in each of the last couple of games. There's a definite ceiling in yardage and usage, as he's only tallied 154 yards in those two starts, and he takes on a Packers D that isn't great against the run. The only trouble is if he doesn't score, then it's not going to be high points-wise. But if he does, you know, if you're playing him as an RB2, RB3, and he scores you 15, 18 points. I think you can run on the Packers. I think you can get some you can get some yards going. So I think um, I think it'd be a better matchup for him this week. I think the Bills D mm. is much better than the, the Packers D. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, why not? Yeah. And then my second one's Mike Davis of the Seahawks, 19% owned. If Penny remains out with a knee injury, Davis will get more work than he did last week. He can only combine for 84 scrimmage yards and 8 passes. But as a flex paying PPR, I quite like it. And mm, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, so they might need to score points. And yeah, I think that that's the part that's key there. Is I think regardless of what happens, I think points will go through the roof. And he is viable in the passing game. I do think it's the Chris Carson there show uh, show there at the moment. Yeah, so, no doubt. He's the definite ground runner. Yeah, so I think it will depend how they use him in the passing game as to whether he's relevant. I would say PPR play, maybe not a standard play. No. If you can get Maguire over Davis, that would be my suggestion. Yeah. So I've gone for, uh, we've talked a bit about the Packers and the Jets. I've gone for Jamal Williams. So he gained 97 yards on 16 touches after Aaron Jones w- left the game with that um, MCL sprain. So the Packers have been eliminated and as I mentioned there's a good chance that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play this week so it goes to Deshaun Kaiser. If you've never watched Deshaun Kaiser play you haven't missed out football. Oh, I think you have. I think it's entertaining because he's that bad. <laughs> um I also think Deshaun Kaiser probably won't finish the game because he'll probably end up with another concussion. I think he's had 3 in the NFL. And I know he's buying a, a bad Browns team that went 0 and 16 but he is so bad. That Browns team was not 0 and 16 bad. It was bad, but we're talking about four win, five win bad, not O and 16 brand. And a lot of that was down to Kaiser. So I think Jamal Williams is going to get a ton of work. I think he's getting 25, maybe even 30 carries. I think he's going to get a lot of the ball if Aaron Rodgers is not in the team. If he's in the team, I'd expect to drop that to 
maybe around 18 to 20 carries. And I think even then, I, I like any player that's getting that kind of uh, carries with no one to share with because they already got rid of Montgomery. So he's got no one to split the time with. You know, I'm liking him to get 100 yards, maybe uh, goal line scores, etc. So He was pretty good last year when Jones was injured. Yeah. I think he is a championship winner. Didn't start season well, but I think uh, I think he's potential to win you a championship if you've got a flex spot or an RB need with some injuries. Uh, other one is Daryl Williams. So we talked about Damian Williams. Damian Williams is too well owned now to talk about. Um, Spencer Ware might not be back. So Daryl Williams is um, is a handy play. So he is a backup, and he's not going to get a lot of touches. But he scored in both the last two games, and he only had four touches, and he scored. So he could be one of those vulture take the TDs away from Damian Williams if Damian Williams is in the back. The other thing is it's a handcuff. So you've got to just think tactically if Damian Williams goes down this week. You know, there's a ton of plays. I went and got um, John Kelly everywhere last week. I was like, that's it. I'm stashing him if Gurley gets hurt. And he left the game last week. So there's a bit of hope there. I just think if you've got a premium, if you've got a premium quarterback, um, running back, you need to have that handcuffed. Because, again, you're looking at Fournette. He's not exactly fit. He might not play. Or he might be heavily reduced. It might be fire up your TJ Yeldon time. (laughs) Um, so you've got a few there and I think Daryl Williams for me is just how he's only 1% doesn't make any sense to me so uh, I'd be looking to grab him in a few places nice nice where are you at with wideouts wideouts um, I've gone for either Tim Patrick or Deshaun Hamilton so we talked about Deshaun Hamilton last week so uh, Patrick actually led the team um, in targets in week 14 in week 15 he led in reception yards which was 56 um, but Hamilton had the more receptions and targets with 7 and 12, respectively. So they played a very good D in the Browns. Uh, they don't play a very good D this week with Oakland. I fancy one of them. The difficult thing is to try and work out which one it's going to be, but effectively they're putting everyone on Cortland Sutton. So Sutton isn't getting the targets because he's always in double coverage, and they're leaving one of these two guys open, either the slot receiver um I like Hamilton probably slightly more. So Tim Patrick's 1% owned and Deshaun Hamilton is 23% owned. So Hamilton is playing in that sort of slot role that uh, we talked about this last week. With Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, and Case Keenan absolutely loves that. So for me, that's the one I would pick. Um, But I don't think they offer a ton of upside, but I think they're both very, very safe floors. And I think if you're in championship week, if you're trailing with 20, 30 points in the projected, then I would stay, stay away from these two and go find a boom or bust. But I think if you're really, really tight, I want these guys because I know they're going to pick me up six, seven, eight with PPR, maybe up to 10, 11, uh, maybe even higher than that point. So uh, I want players who I know are going to get me at least the bare minimum I need just to keep the game alive. No doubt. And then the other player I've got is Robbie Anderson, 26% owned. He's put together a couple of really good weeks the last two weeks, 11 receptions, 172 yards and two touchdowns in the last two weeks. And there's no one in that Jets receiving core that is fit. And Green Bay, I reckon, have shut up shop. So, for me, I think the Green Bay and and Jets game, I'm starting up everyone I can. Except for maybe Rodgers. That's the one I'd sort of be questionable about, which I never thought I'd say. But, or either DST. <laughs> or either DST. But I think that, that is going to be a points fest. Yeah. I've gone for Mike Williams. Now, mainly because I left him on my bench in the Dynasty matchup against Murph. He is 51% owned, so it's quite high. It's a lot of percentage for us and our normal claims on the waiver wire bit. But if Keenan Allen misses, he is the red zone target, and he's a monster of a human being. Uh, I, you need to keep an eye on the eye report and watch Keenan Allen. But I just I think against the Ravens at this point, you can you can score against them, and if he is the only man for Rivers to throw at in a game they need to win, then I like the Rivers red zone target. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good play. But then he's 51% owned, so he might not be out there. And my other one, now, Robert Foster. If you missed out on him, don't worry, because so did 87% of everybody. (laughs) He's only 13% owned. This is madness to me. I don't own him anywhere, so I am part of this stupidity. But he's gone over 90 yards in four of his last five games. It's very difficult to buy into Buffalo's young receivers. But the opportunity is there, and... As Josh Allen likes to do, thrown down the field. Robert Foster is his down the field guy. I think he's garnering something around 50% of his total targets from Allen. 
So that's nice in PPR. That for me is the only relationship there that works. Yeah, no. And I think Foster is playing for an, a wide receiver two spot next year. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I didn't know this until this week that he was a five-star high school recruit going into Alabama. Oh, it's huge, yeah. And for some reason, he didn't get on with the... the... It was, no, it was injuries. He had so many injuries. Was it? So he was just really, really badly banged up. And then by the time he was readily fit, he just couldn't... He was out of the out of the system, really. So, he, I mean, he got game time and he got snaps, but he never lived up to that potential. But he is, for me, he he is Deshaun Jackson 2.0. I don't really like making comparisons, but to try and give our listeners some idea, he's a deep threat. He's quick as anything. He can outrun any cornerback, I think, in in the league. Um, at least 98% of them, definitely. And he's got really good hands, really good jump ball. Um, he's always going to give you a chance. He's strong, um, but really, really quick. And he is going to be one of the leaders of the um, average yards per catch category, I think, for years to come. He's never going to get you eight receptions for 80 yards. He's either going to be five receptions for 123 yards or two receptions for 20 yards. That's kind of the playbook you're kind of getting with him. But what he is is a massive upside play. And if again, if you're trading your matchups by 15, 20 points, this guy's the guy that can really shut the gap. No, I love that. And when was the last time you could go and get a five-star high school recruit for a measly 13% owned? Go and get him. Yeah, definitely. And if if you haven't got him in Dynasty and he's free, he's worth the spend at least until you draft. Because I think he is the wide receiver two there next year. I think they trade or they draft a wide receiver one. And I think he will do better when there's a, a definite one on the other side. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to throw in a tight end here and it's my boy Chris Herndon it's, it's who? yeah no one's ever heard of him because he's still only 12% owned that's dropped yeah he had a bad week last week so I think I mean the tight end landscape is absolutely appalling just throw darts at it yeah. just throw darts at it literally get every single rostered tight end in the NFL put a picture on the dartboard and throw at the list and whoever it hits play because I mean the t- uh, who was number one this week I'm just pulling up for you the top ten I shared this with the group. It's awful. It is it is as bad as it gets. So I'm just finding my my picture from last night. So <laughs> Garrett Selleck, tight end of San Francisco, he was the only one with double double digit standard points. Trey Burton, alright, people have heard of him. He was mm. second. Jeremy Sprinkle of Washington, third. <laughs> Evan Ingram, fourth, not a big surprise considering BJ was out. Yeah. Vance McDonald, fifth. Travis Kelsey was sixth. Uh, Lee Smith? No. Oakland? <laughs> Antonio Gates? Surprised he's still able to catch balls. He's uh, massive as well. He is huge, but he is 107. So. That's true. Uh, Tyler Conklin of Minnesota? And your boy Chris Herndon was 10th, well, tied 9th. Well, there you go. He's only 12% owned and he's the 10th best tight end in football. He was the second leading receiver in the Jets on Sunday's last kick. Caught three passes for 53 yards. Hasn't scored since week eight, as Robbie Anderson appears to have taken over as the red zone threat. But if Anunwar is out and it's just Anderson and Herndon, then in this landscape, those eight points from Herndon may well win you the championship. <laughs> I, I, that, and that's what's key, because for so many tight ends... You look at last night's game, Ian Thomas got 1.4... He got he got the first two receptions from Cam for 14 yards, and they didn't catch one since. Um, ben Watson, one play, 27, 28 yards, something like that. Your tight ends one are reception. Terrible. So they're all they're all crap. So yeah, just who have you got at the dumpster fire position? Uh, I've gone for your boy Matt Lacoste, seven percent owned. He had a whopping four receptions for 43 yards, steady on on six targets. Um, <laughs> But he plays the Raiders. <laughs> and I think if you're playing the Raiders, you've always got a chance of getting more than five points. So he might score you seven points. <laughs> he might get you seven. Hey, and you know what? He's a red zone threat and he's been coming off an injury. So uh, I'm encouraged by the numbers that he's put up. And I think uh, I think he scores a touchdown at the weekend. So, yeah. Nice. So at DST, I've got two. My first one's the Cowboys. They're not as good as they were 
earlier in the season and they just got hammered 23-0 by the Colts. They didn't sack Luck once, but they do now take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston wasn't good last week. He's, Hasn't been for a couple of weeks. He definitely likes to turn the ball over and it'll be good. I think Dallas are back on track. They're only 34% owned. I like their sack opportunity. Yeah, no. Because the O-line at the Bucks is trash. Okay. Uh, heard it here first. Probably not first, actually. They've been rubbish for a while. <laughs> it's really bad this year, though. <laughs> and then my second one is the Colts. Their late-season schedule led to some disappointing DSTs. With scores that, But recently, they've done well. They shut out Dallas. <laughs> they've got a good defence. And they take on the Giants. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the Giants, who knows? If OBG's, OBJ's back, then the upside is limited points-wise just because of what OBJ can do to you. But I think it's more Barkley. That's what I'm worried about. As, yeah. as, as we saw with the Titans, if you can take Barkley out of the game, there's nothing else there. Yeah. Although the, the Colts, you know, they... They're in playoff contention, and they take on a Giants team who've been sacked the third most times in the season. Yeah, I mean, that O-line is also trash. So, um, I think if you can shut down the run, which the Colts seem to do rather well, they're not giving up big points to the run, then I think they can have a very, very tidy day. I mean, and the Titans scored 17 points, their defense, and also total points against <laughs> the Giants. <laughs> so, I think the Titans were... Uh, DST 2 or 3 on the week last week playing the Giants so always a good play nice who's your DSTs so speaking of the Titans I've gone with the Titans um, been tipping this for a while I uh, made this my fantasy um, defence all the way through for the, the playoffs home to the Washington Redskins who are on their fourth quarterback Josh Johnson's not a threat in the air so if you can contain the ground Adrian Peterson is pretty much finished uh, other than the 90 yard run he got a few weeks ago and still missed out on a 100-yard rushing game. <laughs> At the end of the day, they've got nothing really to offer now. Uh, tight ends, they've got Jeremy Sprinkle. So, yeah, I think they're pretty much uh, ready to take care of business. That's a good defense, so I like it. Dolphins to the Jags. If Cody Kessler is on the scene, he doesn't score touchdowns. So, Fournette's off the boil and injured. Uh, this could be one where the Jags get shut out, very, very close to shut out. Maybe it'd just be field goals. So I like that a lot. And the Dolphins have been getting a lot of pick sixes in the last few games. So uh like that one a lot. And the Browns to the Bengals. The Bengals are terrible. Driscoll is terrible. <laughs> um, if they can take care of Mixon, there is just nothing else going on in that team. So I like any of those plays. Um, Titans 49% owned, so it's like more rare because people like myself and... Uh, I know Bobby Sylvester was very big on picking the Titans as a constant D for the championships. Um, Dolphins are 80% owned, 18, 1, 8, and uh, Cleveland 11% owned. So plenty of availability to pick up one of those three. Yeah, if you do happen to be in a Week 17 clash and you want to grab a streaming defense early, grab the Falcons. They take on the Bucks in Week 17. See, I disagree. Really? I, that's our favorite week of the year is the Buccaneers. We beat everyone in week seventeen when there's absolutely nothing to play for. Just ignore what I just said. We beat the we beat the we beat the, the Saints were coming down to clinch last year and we beat them. <laughs> we had nothing to play for. All right, don't listen to me. So yeah, I'd, I'd stay away from that one personally. But... No, that's fine. You, yeah, you you uh, <laughs> share that. Knowledge. You do you go get the Patriots? And they get the Jets. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, Murph, we've run out of time. I would say we we're only doing one pod this week, but we've got two, so we're going to do winners and losers on Thursday. For the last time this season, my friend, let's hit the streets. Okay, so I um, love this stat. So from NFL Research, Philip Rivers has not missed a start for 4,476 days. This was on game day on Sunday, so you can add two days to that, so 4478. The date of that was the 11th of September 2006. Now that is six days before Patrick Mahomes turned 11 years old. <laughs> Which I do think is mad. So Rivers is on one heck of a street for starts. Todd Gurley now has 21 scrimmage yards, uh, scrimmage touchdowns this season. The last time a player scored 21 touchdowns in his first 14 games of a season was Damian Thompson, who did so with the Chargers. Sean Alexander also did it in 2005 with the Seahawks. Both of those players won the MVP that season, so that's a good little uh, tag and guide for you. Uh, Patriots have lost consecutive games in December for the first time since uh, week 15, week 16, 2002. 2002 is the only season Tom Brady has missed the postseason with a minimum of two starts. 
don't think that will happen this year, but you know, Stranger if it does, things stranger happened. things have happened. Um, the Bears, who finished last in the NFC North, as I mentioned, completed the first to worst turnaround this season. In 15 of the past 16 seasons, at least one team has finished in first place in its division the season after finishing in last or tied for last place. So that's, that just shows me why I love the NFL so much. Yeah. Because anybody can, if they get the off-season right, anybody can win the NFL. Like you can go and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, just after a couple of years, it's just very, 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 very possible. Um, last street stat is, so, um, listening to the Paul Brown podcast um, today, in fact, they had a guest on trying to work out the percentages. I worked out how many ties there have been in the league in the last 42 years um, and modelled a statistical model for the Browns to make the playoffs. Now, there's some variable and a little bit of guesswork in here, but I worked out <laughs> that the Browns' chances of making the playoffs this season are 186,249 to 1. So, basically, not, or it's 37.25 times less likely than Leicester when they won the league, uh, the Premier League in 2016 mm. just a fun little stat for you yeah if you can find that market I suggest maybe putting a pound on it just because <laughs> <laughs> I don't somehow no it is a waste of a pound send them to five, five yard rush because <laughs> we'll take your pound and we'll do something very good with it we'll use it more we'll use it more effectively than the bookies will shall we say in fact if you donate a pound we'll shout your name out on the podcast Yes, we will. Talking of shout-outs, have you got that list of shout-outs, Murph? I do, funny enough. We've had some absolutely unreal interaction on Twitter recently. So, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. And it is because of you we are where we are today. So, Yeah. So 100%. uh, I mentioned one earlier, Dave Long. He's been sending in some line-up requests in the last couple of weeks, which he thinks he's found useful, which is great. So he's at DaveLong79. Andrew at AndrewBurrito underscore... Uh, Sean Plundell, who's part of the All32 team at All32. Sean, Phil, uh, at Terrible Showell, that's S-H-O-W-E-L-L. Apologies if I pronounced that wrong. Uh, the All32 guys, they constantly ask us for tips, so uh, at All32 UK. And definitely get in touch with them if you're interested in writing about your team. Uh, Jay Mooney, at Jay Mooney Racing. And Steve M, at Steve M986. Thanks to all of you for tweeting us or... Uh, messaging us and getting in, getting involved with us and yeah it's just been really really nice in fact sorry there's one more um, right. just keep doing what you're doing guys because we yeah. love it That's yeah it. definitely and and we really enjoy it so it makes us feel really good when we get tweets so definitely just feel free to tweet us and uh, and just ask us any questions with your lineup send us pictures of your lineup send us any success stories and even if we we get it wrong like I'm not saying I want to be really open to uh, abuse because don't but um if you do want to just sort of question our decision making and why we've come to the conclusion uh we have then yeah i fully understand uh that and we're always happy to be challenged yeah i mean we do get it wrong check me out i <laughs> I, <laughs> I did the dance and i did it with two left feet fell over in the early first quarter and that was me done so yeah it happens to everybody sorry one so one last shout out this is to uh Ryan uh, Capazario, so that's he's R Capazario, R C A P A Z A R I O. Again, apologies, Ryan, if I spell that wrong, but really loved your interaction over the last couple of weeks and uh, for the DM you sent the other day. Really, uh, really grateful. So yeah, cheers everyone for um, getting in touch and please, more of you. Don't feel bad. Like we we really love it and um, we really want more of you to to to, get, to message us. So. Um, we'll try and get back pretty quickly. I think everyone so far can agree that they've got an answer pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, no winners and losers today, guys. That's going to be on Thursday. We've got a pretty awesome guest on Thursday's show. It was a decent interview. Enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, the dude was sitting outside NFL.com's headquarters in a check shirt in December, so he's living the life. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the next time you'll hear... Well, actually, that's not true. You'll hear from us on Thursday... It is pre-recorded, not going to lie. It's Christmas and we are pretty busy. And then after that, it's the Christmas Day special with the Andrew Sandejo shirt giveaway. Hang on, that could be breaking news. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Andrew Sandejo shirt, giving that away Christmas Day. Christmas Day, Boxing Day, we will tweet out the winner. So um, for those of you that don't know, we're giving away a signed Andrew Sandejo Viking jersey. Um, so there will be a special ta- uh, hashtag, hashtag 
in the in the special um you'll have until the end of boxing day to redeem that yeah so you can tweet it to us at five yard rush and if you don't have twitter then you can email it to us and that is at five yard rush at gmail.com yes thanks man well that's all right big man i'll see you christmas day yes you will definitely see christmas day and we will enjoy recording for you once again and we will make it a very merry occasion as well with um more than a few friends yeah no that's we've we've got a few peeps on it's going to be a festive experience that's for sure but murph until christmas day this has been awesome don't forget rush nation keep rushing We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.